Okay, let's uh, let's begin our discussion of Parsha's Truma uh, for this year. I think in the past I might have mentioned this story, but it's worth repeating. Um, I uh, had a friend of mine who was uh, who was a rav in a certain um, New York community about uh, 15 years ago. I remember he told me the story. He was an assistant rabbi in a certain in a shul, and uh, one time it was Parsha's Truma. Shabbos morning, and after davening, somebody who was recently from, recently became from, came over to him and said, Rabbi, this Parsha is unbelievable. And my friend said, it's true, every Parsha is really unbelievable and amazing, but usually Parsha's truma is not one of the, the ones that really touch our soul. Hopefully every word of Torah touches our soul. That's not usually the one, one of the more inspirational Parshios. Uh, we try to get through the Rashis about the hooks and the curtains um, and um, and this man told my friends, you know, my friend, my, my friend said, you know, what what inspired you about it? He says, Rabbi, you have to understand, I'm an architect, and I see the parsha, and I understand a little bit, but I read a lot of the English, and the design, and the the down to the details, and how much the curtains hung over each wall, and it was covered, and how the hooks fit into each other. It's just amazing the the perfection, the 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 symmetry of of the of the structure. It must have been awesome. So my friend says, "You're right. It was awesome. It's amazing. It's wonderful." But you know, the message of the story being, you know, every parsha is really inspirational. It's just, you know, some of them are more inspirational to us than others. But it's all totally on us. If we were the right macablim, if we were, uh, you know, appreciated in, in a deeper fashion, then Shuma would also be. But really, on a on a tachlis level, for most of us, this type of parsha differentiates between the men and the boys in terms of Mavra Sedra. We just got to work a little bit and uh, appreciate and uh, dig for all the messages that are really there for the taking. So with that, let us get into Parsha Shuma, and we'll start off with a thought from the Dubna Magid. Dubna Magid, you have it in the first source, Torah Ladas, which is a beautiful a compilation of different uh, different thoughts. So he talks about how the beginning of the Parsha, as we know, talks many of the Mepharshim talk about the mitzvah of Tzedakah. We know Moshe Rabbeinu, according to the Ramban, it's right after Harsinai, Moshe Rabbeinu, has the call, everybody please bring all of your donations. The beginning of the parsha says, Every volunteer should bring the truma, they should bring zov, kasef, and nechoshes. Gold, silver, and copper. Says the Dubna Magad in source number one. Hamagami Dubna, B'Sefer Ol Yaakov, Heir. Dalacha. Shahashem bachar kasef v'zahav v'chadomeh la'asos lo mishkan. Hashem chose the most valuable and special materials to build his mishkan with. Lo me'avas Hashem kesef is chalila. Not because Hashem loves gold and silver more than other materials. Hashem says, make it gold for me. I have a penchant for gold. No, God, God didn't say it because these materials, you know, he loves it so much. Chalila. All, all the world, it means nothing to Hashem. It's not, it's all, it's all equal. Just the opposite. Why did he ask us to bring Zav Kesem and Achoshes? Not because God loves, loves those materials, but because people love those materials. And, Hashem wants something that is special to us to give to Him. Because when we give something beloved to us, we really give a piece of ourselves. And not just what's beloved, but a piece of our love to Him. And when all the laws of all Yisrael come together, then that's a place where Hashem, Hashem could reside. 
skip a little. Hashem would love our pure love, but you can't concretize love. Love is a feeling. So how, how could he get it? It's a Dava Ruchani. So Hashem says, let me give something that in their own Gashmi world they love, and that will somehow concretize that strong, strong feelings. I'll build my house with that, and in that way I'll be surrounded by B'nai Yisrael's love. He gives something beloved, he gives a little love also. When we give something, it's a real giving if we give something valuable. If we give something away, you know, we're moving, or you know, we give away all the stuff that we never wear anyway, okay, that's one level of giving. Well, we'll get the tax break for it. But when we give something that's valuable to us, it's new, we never wore, and we give that away. So we realize we're giving something different. It's a different level of Nesina. Because when we give something that's beloved, we're giving a piece of ourselves. And that's the Mishkan. All Klai Yisrael gave the Zohar, the Ketzim, and the Choshes. Not because Hashem loves that, because He knows we love it. And that's what He chooses that's what he chooses for us to give. That reflects our commitment to him. One other related thought to Zav Kesef and Nechoshes, just a, um, a Rashi Tevos thought. In the Otras HaTorah, he quotes, Chidusha Rabbeinu Ephraim, he quotes from one of the early Achronim, Shlosha Dargos Yesh Benosnei Tztaka. Zav Kesef and Nechoshes. There are three types of people who give Tztaka. Zav, the Zav people, the golden people, the silver people and the copper people. But they, they all stand for something. People who give stuck all the time without an excuse, without a reason, right? They just give. That's Bechina Zahav. What's Zahav? Rashi Tevos. Zehanosein Bari. Somebody who gives when everybody's healthy. When everything's great. When my, my life is healthy, my body is healthy. When everything's healthy. There's nothing specifically I'm giving for. Why am I giving? Because I'm doing stucka. Zahav, Zeanosin Bari. That's the highest level. Dargabes, Shebelosibo Masove, Venanosin Shumstaka. Second level down is generally they're not so giving. Not so giving, they're kind of miserly. Rakasher Echad, Mibene Bayas, Chole, Vachadome, Rachmanel Estanov, is it Sara in the house? Somebody's sick, somebody's needy. Ospos Echaz Yado, then we'll say, okay, Kodesh Barachu, right? Sucka is the only missile we can test God with. I'm going to give some Stucka now. Adam Zeb Bechinas Kesef, Hainu Rashi Tevos, Kisheroe Sakana Poseach. When you see a danger in front of you, you open your hand. Kisheroe Sakana Poseach. That's not the highest level of Zanosin Bari. Right? Zah, then you have Kesef. Darga Gimel, what's the lowest level? Afilu Kashayish Chole Bebeso. Ainosin Maumut Staka. Even if somebody in the house is not well, it's not enough. Mishub Shatola Koba Derechateva. It's just nature. Things happen. People get sick. People get better. Ulam kishahu ba'atzmo chole. Only when it goes and affects him. When the person is affected. V'notalamos varofim noshu l'chai. Everybody's given up hope. Then he says, what am I going to do? Nothing else to do. Oz mitzavel b'nei beso. She'yitnu tzaka varo. He says, no, please, please, give him tzaka. Maybe it'll help me. And that's nechoshes. What's nechoshes? Nesinas choles she'omer tznu. When the person himself gets sick, he says, give, give, give. Please, please, give. So we all have to make sure that we are on the level of Zehu Hanosin Bari. When we have no excuse, we're not giving for a holy, we're not giving for a pain for a specific reason, we're giving because that's the mitzvah. In this Chodesh of Adar, as we always, interesting, Truma, Tetzavah, these are always the Parshios that come out in Adar, 
So this is where we learn certain messages of, messages of Staka. Zahav, let's be on the Zahav level of Zeh Hanosein Bari. Good. Probably the most famous question in, um, in this week's Parsha. Got to say one shot on it. I don't know if we spoke about it last year. Maybe we did. Um, the most famous question where Kodesh Baruch Hu talks about all the all of the materials that come. So Perak Chavhei Pasaches says the Pasik Vaasuli Mikdash the Shachati B'Socham, and I will build Mikdash. I will build a uh, for you a Mikdash, and I will rest in them. I will reside in them. So the question is famous question: Why isn't it Vaasuli Mikdash V'Shachati B'Socho? I will rest in it. Why B'Socham? So. Let's see the words of the Ksav Sofer. Says the Ksav Sofer, source number three, the great son of the Chassam Sofer. Vasuli Mikdash, Vishachati Bisocham, third source. Sarich Lomar, Havalimer Vishachati Bisocho. Everybody deals with that question. Why doesn't it say Bisocho? Why Bisocham? Vayin, Shlaha Kadosh, the called Sadik, Mido, Mother, the Shrina, Vayinu Bitocham, Bitokalach, and me Yisrael. The most common answer given, Bitocham, I'm going to be within everyone of Kla Yisrael. Between everyone of Kla Yisrael. And some of Hashem even point out that maybe before the Egel and after the Egel there was a change. V'shachati v'socham is pre-Egel and after the Egel something changed. We don't have such a Lashon afterwards. Okay, not for now. Let's see what the Ksav Sofer says. V'linire. Let me explain. B'shenefarish ma'imer chazal b'shaz ksubis. Says the Gemara imesechas ksubis. Parakama. The first parak of ksubis has the following chazal. G'dolim ma'asei tzadikim imasei shemaim v'aretz. In a certain way, the acts of tzaddikim are greater than the creation of the world. How is that? Regarding the creation of the world, it says, My hand, God says, My hand, my one hand, created the foundation of the world. Shteyadayim. Talking about the base of Migdash, which was built by people. There it says, Yadecha, plural. Two hands of God. So the Maise Bracious, which God did by himself, that's created, God did it with one hand. But the Maise of, of the base of Migdash, which was built by human hands, so that's Shteyadayim. There is a Machlokes between Rashi and Tosfus, whether the third base of Migdash will be built by humans or by Hashem. Different Gemaras point in different directions. Maybe we'll talk about that one day. But the Machlokas, Machlokas, how well, we'll take it any way it is. Whatever, however Kodesh Baruch wants to give it to us, we'll, we'll take it. But that's the Chazal, that the Maisei Tadigam are greater than the Maisei Shemayim Va'aret. So what does that mean? Says the Ksav Sofer, V'nirali, Hinei Maisei Hashem G'dolim, K'dachsiv G'dolim Maisei Hashem. Obviously, all of God's actions and miraculous actions are amazing. V'yein Chiddush Kolkach. But we're not surprised that God could do whatever He wants. God is God. God is all-powerful. God could do whatever He wants. So, God's acts are amazing. But, it's, it's, it's uh, expected. It's known. You know what's even more mechudash? When God goes behind the scenes and gives people amazing abilities to accomplish beyond what a regular human should be able to accomplish. When God does something himself, amazing. But when a person does something beyond their capabilities and they obviously have HaKadosh Baruch Hu helping them, that in a sense is even more amazing. A human being is doing this? 
Shem osim biyadeim ve'eno b'teva. Rak Hashem ozer for who osim v'gomer yisparach. If Hashem is the one. That doesn't and finishes. Kagon Malachas Hamishkan. Shah Menorah Kula Miksha. We'll get back to the Menorah. The Yasame Leha. The Gam Kal Malachas Akalim. The Mishkan. The Mishkan. Beautiful golden pieces. Everything amazing. So that, in a sense, he says, that's the shot of the Gemarin Subis. Shalom Beteva. Kilo Lamdu Meoma Malachas Kharish. Vachoshev. You think about it. Where did B'nai Yisrael become artisans from in the desert? Who taught them? They didn't go to school, architecture school. How did they become master weavers? They were slaves just a few weeks ago. They're weavers, they're builders, they're everything. Right? We could spend a lifetime trying to figure out what they did. The Gemara Shabbos even says they were such expert weavers, some of these women, they were able to sew while the wool was still attached to the sheep. Still attached to the sheep. And then they cut it off and they had a baguette. You can't even understand it. They were such experts. How did they learn this? Where did they know it from? Ah, it's obviously a Kaddish Baruch Hu. So how'd they do it? Says the Ksav Sofer, line 11, That's the Gemara in Ksubis. Greater the Masi Tzadikim, why Shemayim Ba'aretz? It was obviously from God. It was all Him, capital H. So says the Ksav Sofer, that's the Gemara in Ksubis. He says, now, now let's get back to our line. What does that mean, Pesocham? What did we just explain? The godless is when HaKadosh Baruch Hu gives the Chachma, gives the wisdom to the people to be able to perform actions which Lachara don't make sense beyond their capabilities. I will rest in them. I will give them the Chachma. V'zeo sheftiach, line 15. V'zeo sheftiach Hashem v'asuli mikdash v'eich hafshar la'asos v'lamdu la'asos. They didn't know. V'eftiach Hashem v'shachanti v'socham shel ha'osim v'yadi ya'asu osa. Says the Chav Sofer, that's the pshat. He's going to put the chachma into the artisans, into the weavers, and that's the gamblus of the Melechaz HaMishkan, based on that Gemara in Mesechaz Ksufis. Moving right along. You know, almost every one of the kalim are discussed in this parsha. One of them will have to be left for the end of parshas Tetzavet next week. But most of them are discussed in this parsha, and one of them that we will discuss now are the is the kruvim, the aron with the kruvim on top. One halachic discussion and one hashkafic discussion about the kruvim. First, the halachic discussion. You have this from the Moti Shalal Rav, source number four. The following, quoting the Mahari Mints. Mahari Mints, one of the early achronim. The achas midrash osaf. Ask the Mahari Mints. Maybe Mahari Mints is mashahikshu. Not long ago, we heard in the Aseris Adibros, Don't make Avodazaris. Don't make statues. Don't make things that you might bow down to. So how is it that just a few weeks later, B'nai Yisrael were commanded, Make me Kruvim. What's uh aren't Kruvim Pasavakhaltum if I make Kruvim in my house? Right? That's that's uh it's an Isidaraisa. Right? So how could a Baruch Hu command right, command this? 
How can he command it? Okay, he might, uh, it's, uh, Hashem can do whatever he wants. Okay, but is there any way to, to reconcile the losa, the Isra of Losas Alacha Pesel with the Isra, with the mitzvah of building Kruvim? Not only that, line three, Ukamochain. Hevi Shehikshal Shlomo HaMelech Alavashalom. Shlomo HaMelech, he went beyond what he was commanded to do. All these beautiful parts to the Kalim. He had 12 lions on his Kisiyah Kavid. On Shlomo's Kisiyah Kavid, there were 12 lions. And there were 12 Bakar on the bottom of the Kior, the bottom of the, the washing station, situated between the Mizbeach, Achitzon, and the Hechal. At that Kior, he put Bakar on the bottom. How could he do this? How could he do this? Right, I'm not, he says, Tosas answers, okay, maybe it was because of somebody who was not appropriate to approach the throne, the lions roared at them. They came alive and roared. So maybe that's what he needed it for, Tosas says. But maybe there's a, right, the, um, something else that, that we could uh, suggest. How can we answer for Shlomo and how can we answer for the mitzvah of the Kruvim? Vuhumevi yishuv nifla kakbashim avim maram padua. Source line number nine. An answer for the maharam. Sha'amar. Shahatam Sha'asra Torah Why does the Torah say? Why does the Torah say we're not allowed to make these anyway? Why can't you make pictures? Big Shilas about busts of people. Like I have a sheer about dolls. Right? Years ago, right, the previous door was more common sometimes. You, you, your grandmother, your great grandmother used to knock off the nose of a doll, right? To make sure. Right, what's the heter? Not for now. But what, what's the whole purpose of this? They're not being worshipped. What's the Isser? The Isser is an extension of Achshash. Maybe people will one day think of them as gods and serve them. It's part of the head of a doll. Who's going to think of a doll? But by the twelve cattle that were holding up the kiar that Shlomo built, you could tell by looking at them what they were for. A god would not be holding up a sink. Right? You know, it's, it's clear. There are, all these cattle are, are, are schlepping the kiar. That's the picture. So obviously, it's inherent in the object itself that it's not made to be a god. Any form that's made clearly to be mishabid another power, not a problem. The bucker is to hold up the sink. That's, that's, it's servicing. Anything that is servicing is not a problem, a worry of being serviced to. The Imkei Mari Mintz, says the Mari Mintz, Tamze Yafe Gam Likruvim. Maybe that answers our question. Why aren't the Kruvim a problem of Osasalacha Pesel? Shekivan Shalohayu Omdimalakaporis Kishahim Tlushimimanu Eladzvukim Umuchubaramilov. They weren't freestanding statues. They were connected to the cover of something. To the kapores, not the parochas, that's the curtain. The kapores, the top of the aron. They were connected to the cover. So are, you gonna, are we going to ever come to serve them? By definition, the cover of something services the item. So right, obviously it's servicing the aron itself. 
Umchubar may love. Upneam notos al pnea kaporis. Mi, mi, mapitos lamata. Vahari ofens em mora, shehim nechnaim, umishubadim, lobale tara munachas baaris. Obviously, only on a cover, servicing what's inside, which are the luchos, the shivre luchos, everything inside. The ench shash, sheyitu acharehem. And there is no shash that we have to be worried about. So that's the answer. That answer Shlomo, that it, by Shlomo Amalef, by the, by the Bakar, that answer maybe his lions, they're part of a chair. If it's part of a chair that somebody sits on, it's not going to be a god. It's not a freestanding statue. The same thing with the Kruvim. It is on top. It is a, uh, just a, misha, it's Meshubed to another power. He says at the end, maybe you could just say, it's Ase Dochalosa say. It's always an answer that you could have, just like we find the concept elsewhere. But this is a more uh, substantive answer within Kruvim uh, themselves. That is a halachic issue that comes up about the Kruvim. Again, how could it be made? Then we have a Hashkafic issue. Hashkafic issue which will remind us of a thought, same idea of a thought that we mentioned back in Parshas Vayishlach and Vayeshev. I think we specifically said at Parshas Vayeshev. So the Kruvim, Puzzik says, Yasisa Shnayim Kruvim Zav. Right, so you see Kruvim. There's another time Kruvim appear in the Torah. There are two Kruvims in the Torah. One Kruvim is in the Mishkan. The other Kruvim is in Parshas Bracious. When Adam and Chava were thrown out of Gan Eden, HaKadosh Baruch Hu did not want them to come back, so he put Kruvim on the outside to guard that they don't come back in. Rashi here, Perak Chavhei, Pasuk Yurches. The Pasuk says, Yasisa Shnayim Kruvim Zahav. What are Kruvim? What's the definition of a Kruv? Right? What's the definition of a Kruv? Rashi says, Dumus Partsuf Tinok Bahem. A child's face. An innocent child's pure face. That's Kruvim. Look back in Bracious. Bracious. Perak Dalid. Pasachav Dalid. Because you have the, have the, uh, have a chumash here? He quotes it also. I'll read it to you inside. Dalad chavdalad. They get thrown out of Gan Eden. And the Pasuk says that they are... Hashem puts Kruvim. Vayishkan al-Gan Eden. It's a Kruvim. Rashi there says, Malachay chavala. Destructive angels. Destructive angels. So, I think Dalad chavdalad is a wrong... Or is it wrong number? Wherever, wherever the Pasuk is. It's, it's Gimel chavdalad. And the Pasuk says, Two words. Same word in the Torah. One time Rashi says, One time Rashi says, Children, wonderful, delicious children. How does Rashi know? What the, what's Kruvim means one thing here, one thing there. So back in Vayeshev and Vayishlach, we ask a similar question. Parshas Vayeshev. Yosef is searching. He meets an Ish in the desert. He says, Where are my brothers? The Ish says, Oh, they went to Dosan, they went to Shrem. Right? So Rashi says, Ish, Malach Gavriel. He's a Malach. He's a Malach. The previous parsha, parsha's Vayishlach, Yaakov goes back to the Pachim Ketanim, and he meets an Ish. He meets an Ish. Who's the Ish? Saru Shalaisov. Okay, ask a similar question. Is an Ish, uh, Malach Gavriel? Is an Ish of Saru Shalaisov? Is a Kruv, Malach Echavala? Is a Kruv, a baby, a child? So the same answer that we gave then, I see now, very similar from Rav Moshe Mordechai Epstein. Again, in Osos HaTorah in source number five. It all depends what you're there for. What are you trying to do? Are you trying to help? Or are you trying to push away? If you're there to help, then you're Malach Gavriel. Ish the Malach Gavriel. 
if you're there to fight, if I'm there to cause trouble, I'm Sarah Shalasaf. If I am a Kruv that's meant to keep out, that's meant to stay, I'm, I'm meant to be a sign, stay away, don't come in, I have a sword. I'm a Malach, I'm a Malach of Chavala, I'm a destructive angel. I'm a Kruv. But if I am a symbol of the love between HaKadosh Baruch Hu and Am Yisrael, if I am an inclusive face that shows B'nai Yisrael something, teaches them about purity, so then, the most parts of Shel Tinok is on them. It all depends what we do with the situation. Positive or negative, it's all, it's all up to us. Depends what we're doing. That's what he says in the, in the uh, continuation on the top of six. Source number six. Venera al To add, Also in terms of education. parts of Tino Kadosh. One of them, we could be a, a wonderful, positive, holy child's face. We have to know when we educate, when we educate children, when we educate students. The Gemara says in Sota, There's a delicate balance, a very delicate balance. Any principal, any teacher, any parent struggles with this. How much do I pull close with my right? How much do I push away with my left? And it's always hard because the right always has to be stronger than the left. The pulling closer always has to be stronger than the pulling away. The Gemara gives examples there of some who got pushed away too strong. But that's this issue. We have to have a balance between, hopefully, the most parts of the kruv of inclusion is stronger than the pushing away of the kruv that could, chas v'shalom, too much, be turned into a malach chavala. Good. Let's talk a little bit about the curtains. Curtains. What kind of talk can we say about the curtains? Let's see. Perechavav, Pasuk Yud Gimel. Perechavav, Pasuk Yud Gimel. says the Torah, again, going into intricate details, intricate details of exactly all the different types of curtains and how it hung over the boards. Remember last year we discussed why there are so many intricate details given. Maybe it depends on the Machlokas Rashi and the Ramban. When did this Parshish Truma take place? Was it as recorded in the Torah, like the Ramban says? It was right after Harsinai and Mishpatim. Or like Rashi says, Kisisa is supposed to be here first. Ein Torah. Rashi says, first came the Egel and then came the Mishkan. That's Rashi. The Torah is not written in chronological order. We don't say the Torah is not in order. The Torah is in perfect order. The Torah is not written in chronological order. That's in Muktam Torah. So says the Pasik, Parachavav Pasuk Yud Gimel. There was a little extra overhang by the curtains. Right? It was a little overhang. It overhung. It overhung. Says Rashi. Pasuk Yud Gimel. Chavav Yud Gimel. Rashi says, the Torah is teaching us Derech Eretz. You have it in Source 7 on the bottom line. Limda Torah Derech Eretz. Adam Chas Al Hayafeh. A person should protect the holy, the beautiful. Should protect it. You have these beautiful curtains and beautiful boards and beautiful inside. Keep it covered. Keep it covered. Why does it overhang so much? It's even beyond the, the curtain that's under it. Adam Chasalayafe. Okay, we read the Rashi, we read the Rashi, we move on. It says Rav Pam, hidden here in this Rashi, is a nugget that we could go home with. 
Rapaman Hisefer Atarlamelach writes Ben Adam, left side, line four. Ben Torah. Ben Torah Shizakal Lit Liklod me or Torah. A Ben Torah that Zoha to have absorbed the light of the Torah. Or anyone we could apply this to that represents Torah and its values. Geishlo Yofi Shel Kedusha. There's a holiness about them. Every man and woman that, that follows the derech of the Torah, there's a yofi, there's a beauty. V'lachein, tzorach lachus ala yofi azeh. To the outside world, to each other, we have to be dignified. We have to be clean. We have to protect. We have to make it look beautiful. Like chas yafe. We have to protect the beautiful. To protect it. We don't want it to get dirty. Afilu flek. If you have someone who, who is identified with Torah, that even goes out into the street with a big stain on the shirt, or not tucked in in the proper way, should say where it's accepted to tuck in. I guess Shabbos afternoon you walk into shul in a in a Eretz Yisrael, you know maybe more people will be untucked. But again, in a place where it's let's say assumed that it's appropriate to be tucked in, right? So it's it, it's it's a pachisus in the yofi. Specifically, people who are b'nei Torah, who are associated with learning Torah, and so there are so many complaints, and those who who talk evil about about them. To make sure that to the outside world we are presentable, we are clean, and we are chas al hayafeh. As Rav Palm says, that's what we learn from the curtains. And then Rav Palm extends this. It's not only in dress. It's in action as well. We have to be chas salayafeh. Lochein, lonest topic, latzeisi de etzem adin, el atzrichamano lalos b'madrekos hanizgabos be'emuna. Achenucha lahashiv tshuva hosheilo nasata v'ratata be'emuna shekola kola dargos. Were we ne'emanim in all areas of our life? in how we dress, in how we act, when people see us and we should be identified, easily identified by what we do. Skipping, Lim the Torah, Derech Eres, line 16, She Adam Chas Ala Yafeh, Yofio Shel Ben Torah, Tzorach Lahayir Kazor HaRakia Belishim Pagan, there should be a Neimus, a fineness to every Ben or Bas Torah, a certain fineness, certain roy, a regal manner that we have. Line 19, 18. What is it? The end says Rav Palm. They saw the, all the Mishkan and they did it. Moshe gave him a bracha. Moshe says the Shechina should rest in your handiwork. After the Mishkan was built, Moshe, what does Moshe say? Not that Hashem should reside here, but in Maisei in your lives. Take the messages of the Mishkan. Don't leave it in the Mishkan. Take it with you. Make sure that we represent Torah properly. And we are, the beautiful Gemara in Yuma. It's a beautiful line. Gemara says, Hashem Hashem's name should become loved through you. I should live my life and people should say, wow, must be, something must be there by, about God. 
There must be something in Torah. Because look how that person lives. Look how that person behaves. We should be makbid about how we act, how we dress, how, how we present ourselves in all areas to the outside world. He doesn't quote it, but this is the message of a Rambam. Message of a Rambam in source number eight. The Rambam says in Yilchus Yisodi HaTorah. Yisodi HaTorah, as we know, is the first section of the Rambam and all Mishnah Torah. The fifth parak, he talks about the mitzvah of Kiddush Hashem. So the first ten halachos in parak Yud is all about the extreme situations of Kiddush Hashem. What do we have to give our life for? What do we not have to give our life for? The big three Averos, all other Averos, are we allowed to volunteer giving our life? What if we have to give our life and we don't give our life? All the different halachos of Kiddush Hashem, um, the halacha and the simon in the second chaluk of Yeridea. That's the first ten halachos. And if we, Kiddush Hashem and Chil Hashem. Then comes halacha Yud Aleph. And that's the one that hopefully, hopefully, Bezras Hashem will be the only one that's ever nogel l'maisa to us. Halacha Yudal for the Rambam. V'yesh dvarim she'acherim she'heim bechlal chilol Hashem. There are other areas that we don't have to go such extremes for Kiddush Hashem and chilol Hashem. Other areas, we don't need a gun to our head. V'hu she'yase adam gadol b'Torah u'mufarsim b'chasidus, somebody who has identified with Torah, and the more Torah that he has identified with, the higher responsibility that he has or she has. One has to be very careful that we don't involve ourselves in actions that or our areas that people spread rumors about, are moranin, mock and ridicule. Even though they're not Averos. If I walk outside in a way that people will look at me and say that's how a Bentora dresses, it's not an Avera. But if I walk out that way, Hareza Chilas Hashem. That's a Chilas Hashem beyond the 365 and 248. What if I go into a store and I, and I don't pay right away? Oh, can I pay him next time? It's Max. Come on, he doesn't have. What does he think? If it's not a, something that's usually done. If it's not expected. I'm a little too involved in levity. Or I go and I eat in public with people maybe I shouldn't be eating in public with. Or I'll just extend that. I eat and I behave in a certain way in a restaurant. Right? You always have to be mechadich our children. They go to a pizza store and they leave the table a mess without cleaning up. What are they doing? What do you mean? He's paid to clean up after me. What, 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 what kind of value is that? Or we don't speak properly. We're a little gruff. We don't greet people with a smile. We're known in the office as the argumentative person, as the one with, which who could fly off the handle. He's going to say the positive in a minute. The greater we're identified with Torah, the greater responsibility we have. That's on the one hand. But says the Rambam, obviously, the opposite is true as well. If the Orthodox Jew is known as the one who, whenever he's around, everybody has to watch their language in the office. Right? Because he can't talk that way. Because we have a we have a higher higher uh, standard and a higher authority. He gets along with everybody. Everybody in the office, and he always goes and says, "How you doing? How's everything? How's the family?" 
He never attacks another. And he respects, he respects everybody. Respects everybody. Right? There's the, 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 the personal connection. Etc. And he's always doing something productive. So then, that's, that is a Kiddush Hashem. Every day of our lives. We don't need the extreme example. That's the last halacha in, in Perak Dalid, Perak Hay of Hilchas Yisodiyah Torah. The first ten halachas, hopefully, is just for the base Madrash. But this halacha, halacha Yid Aleph, it's about, it's about our daily lives and how we live. And we have to make sure that we are Makadishim Shemayim and that we are Chas Al Hayafeh. That we worry and we care for, and we care for, Everything that has to do with everything that is beautiful and that is our Torah, our Torah way of life. Okay. So next, next, next idea. Well, we had one thought about the curtains. Now let's have one thought about the boards, about the crushing. Perek Chavav, Pasuk Tezvav. Chavav Tezvav, first Pasuk in Ravi. The Asisas HaKrashim HaMishkan, you shall make the Krashim for the Mishkan. Right? Board standing. Just as an aside, there's an interesting halacha in Mesecha Sukkah. How do I know that when I shake a lulav of an esrog, I have to hold it standing straight up? I can't hold a lulav upside down. Right? That is why the minhag of most, the Shulchan Aruch quotes this, is that when we make the bracha on our Dalaminim, we hold the esrog upside down, so we can make the bracha before we're Yotzei, and after we make the bracha, we turn it over. That's the minhag in most circles. So why is that? Why aren't we Yotzei right away? The Gemara says you have to hold your minim as they grow. Atzei shitim omdim. The source, because the boards of the Mishkan stood straight up, so so too we have to hold our lulav and esrog straight up. Rav Shachter likes to quote that, thank you, Rav Shachter likes to quote that as a source that all of Torah is connected. What's the source for holding a lulav straight up? Because the boards of the Mishkan stood straight up. The boards didn't go horizontally. They were all vertical. Between the Mishkan and the lulav. All of Torah is one unit. Yes, there are different aspects. There's Tumentara, there's Yisra Heter. But really, deep down, all of Torah is one unit. That's Atzei Shittim, Atzei Shittim Omdim. Even a fascinating Shiloh, the Yerach Laner has a Shiloh. What if I'm in Australia? Maybe somebody out there is listening on Australia or New Zealand. What if I'm in Australia and I hold my lulav the right way? But if it came from Israel, then I'm holding it upside down as it grew because I'm on the other side of the world. So I mean, He said, the answer is no. You have to hold it from the ground up. Either way. But that's his, his Shiloh related to this question. But the first part of the Pasuk says, The Asi says, HaKrashim mishkan." You shall build the Krashim for the Mishkan. What does it mean? What is the issue of the hay? That's Rashi's question. What do you mean, the Krashim? Rashi says, Hey, Lolo, my Vyasi is a Krashim. Build, get Krashim, get boards. What do you mean, ha Krashim? Commotion, Amar, Bechodavar, Valdavar. Look at the, just as an example. Pasik Zion, Vyasisa, Urios. Make Urios. Curtains. Doesn't say, hi, Urios. The Urios. Vyasisa, Karsina, Choshis. Make hooks. Doesn't say, the hooks. So I hear this to say the boards, as if there are some boards that we're talking about. Says Rashi Mao Hakrashim, Me From those that have been been around for a long time, those that are designated. Yaakov Avinu Nata Arazim Bimitsrayim. Yaakov Avinu, years back, planted trees in Egypt. 
And before Yaakov left, he told the Bnei Yisrael at that time, take these trees when you eventually leave Egypt, take them with you. And Hashem is going to eventually command you to build a house for him in the desert. So remember, take these trees. That is what Rashi says. The Krashim! The Krashim that Yaakov Avinu already designated. The question of many, I gave it to you from the Yam Simcha, source number 9, on the right side. There were trees in Egypt. Yaakov didn't have to plant trees when he came down. He was a pretty old man. Right? He was a pretty old man when he came down. He was busy planting. There were trees ready. Why didn't he just tell them? Make sure you take trees. Why do you have to plant new trees for? They can buy them. He had to bring trees from, from Eretz Yisrael. He wanted to be Eretz Yisrael. Take a trees. Something that says the mucker for the JNF. Right here. Right? So he had, he had, they had to be Eretz Yisrael. Take a trees. The ode. And also, he talks about the, the Targum Yonasan, the Bria Chatichon, Nasan, Elon Shanata, Avram Avinu. The, the, the lock was used from wood that Avram Avinu planted. What, what do you need so, such old trees for? Right? Just, just use norm, take new trees from Mitzrayim. Says the Yam Simcha. Bottom right. V'yesh levara pi mashiyadua. What's known? Shebishas b'niyas ha-mishkan ha-yutzrichim kavonos gedolos. When the Mishkan was built, it was built with tremendous kavanas. Could the Isa b'meseches brachas, like the Pazik says in brachas, v'yimaleo sam ruach halokim b'chachmo b'sfunu v'das, besides b'tzalel, the entire team of workers had tremendous kavana. B'tzalel knew, he knew certain chachmas of Brias HaOlam. And he was he used those kavanas to build a Mishkan. Tremendous kavanas. So you know why you need such kavanas? Because whenever you build something, it's got to be pure from the beginning. The foundations have to be pure. The roots have to be pure. And that's why he quotes the Gemara in Baba Metziah, Daftehei, The Gemara describes that Rabbi Chia wanted to make sure that Torah will never be forgotten in Israel. So what did he do? He uh, shechted animals and he took the, the, um, the, the wool from the animals. He made nets. I'm sorry, I said it out of order. He made nets to catch animals. And then after he caught the animals, he shechted them. He took the hides. He... He wrote Shisha Sidre Mishnah on six of them. He wrote Chamishi Chum Shatar on the other five. He gave them out to the children. He went and taught all of them. Many of them are say, why didn't he just buy hide? What do you have to plant, 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 and then let them grow and make nets? Because it's got to be pure from the start. It's got to be pure from the roots. Rabbi Chia knew how to have something last. If you want it to have a kiyam, if you want it to last, it's got to be from the start. That's what he quotes from the Gra. He asked from the Gra, line 13, L'chor is a bitul Torah, Bichia. He's mevatul Torah. Why don't you have somebody else do it? Have somebody else uh, catch the animals. So he quotes, V'tiri tzagra yisod gadol, Dimrotim sheyi akiyim beiz adavar, Tzorach liyos hadavar mitchilas asiyoso, Imachshavos tahoros. Everything has to be perfectly pure, Upulos tahoros. Maybe it's the Gra l'shitaso, in the Gra's biography, quotes that when Rechaim Yivalashin wanted to start the Velashin Yeshiva, so he came to the Gra to get his blessing. He says, you know, I'm, I'm going to start a yeshiva. It's a new idea. We never had yeshivas. People are going to come and learn. So the Grah said, it's very exciting, very exciting. I want to do it. Can I have your haskama? The Grah didn't give him haskama. Chaim was heartbroken. Heartbroken. Okay, the Grah said no. The Grah said no. 
Didn't give my husband askama. Comes back the following year, the same thing. Rebbe, come on, it's amazing, please, it's amazing, great idea, wonderful, we're going to start a yeshiva. Again, again, nothing, nothing, doesn't, doesn't smile, doesn't, that's it. The third year of Chaim Yavalajan had no hopes up. He said, no, I'll ask, whatever, but he, had, he didn't have any hopes up. He goes and says to the Gra, you know, you know our idea, you know, I, it's, uh, you know, the, uh, the yeshiva, the, the Gra says, okay, go do it. He says, what? He says, why, Wamanishtana? Why now, all of a sudden, you're telling me that, you know, to do it, and before I'm not? So says the girl, I'll tell you why. It's an amazing idea. But the first couple times that you came to me, I wasn't sure if there was a tiny little schmeckle of, of, of wanting to do it for yourself. I'm not sure if it was totally pure L'Shem Shemayim, that this is going to be the ultimate Makam Torah. So, because you were so excited about it. Maybe it was just like you were emotionally involved in it. Finally, by the third time, where there was no personal thing, you were just coming because you still thought it was a good idea, but you weren't excited about it anymore. It wasn't on the outside. The rest said, "Okay, now, now you'll do it." And they say the grud of Chaim Velazhin, as the as the as the stones were being laid, he cried by each stone, tears of making sure that this should be a, a yeshiva l'shma. This should be the basis of all future yeshivas, which it was. That was Velazhin. That was the Gra, and that's what the Gra says here by about Rabbi Chia. Rabbi Chia says, Ka the Gemara says, because he did it from the starts. So says the Yam Simcha, put this all together, maybe that's why Yaakov Avinu planted trees in Mitzrayim. He didn't just say, take the trees from Egypt. Because from the beginning, from the base, the foundation of the Mishkan, if it was going to be a, a house of God forever, we mentioned last year, the Mishkan was the only house that was never destroyed. Right? The base of Bate Mikdash was destroyed. The Mishkan wasn't destroyed. Right, Pashtus. Right, the the, the, the Aaron was taken in in in, um, in the time of Eli, but we don't have a record that the Mishkan was burned down. Right, that's why we don't have a, we don't have a record of that. So the Hashdanicha was forever left side. The Yaakov Avinu Ra Baruch Hakadsho. The Mishkan B'Midbar Yeh Makom Shalashras Hashchina. He saw they needed a Makom of Kiyum, and he says it's got to be pure from the start. It's got to be pure from the start. It's got to be Shalim at the beginning. The Haven Shalatzar Kiyumo B'Shleimus Srichim Kavanu Machshavas Tahoros. Anybody has to speak at a simcha this week. This is a great vart that you have. You know, this, these chassan and kala, this bar mitzvah boy, obviously, the roots were pure. The roots were pure. It was from the ground. It was, they planted these trees. They didn't rely on anybody. They didn't cut down any old trees. They planted the trees. It was pure from the beginning. And that's how you have a binyan shal kayama. That's how you have a, a, a physical house, a spiritual house. That's how, that's how it lasts. And he continues at the end. That's why he had to do everything. Malachim That's why the bria had to come from Avram Avinu because it was all l'shem shamai. Okay, one more idea. One more idea that we have. Perachafhei pasuk lamed aleph. Going a little back now. We know we spoke, but we have one thought about the aron, one thought about the curtains, one thought about the boards, and now one thought about the menorah. What that about the menorah? Perachav hey, pasuk lamed aleph. You know, the menorah um, is described in detail in the in the uh, Torah, and Rashi goes into even more detail exactly how they built the, gemar- the the menorah. And Rashi says that Moshe still had a lot of trouble with it, with all the explanations that, that Hashem gave him, but um, he still he still couldn't build it. And Rashi quotes that. In Parachafhe Pasik Lamit Aleph, let me just find the Rashi. Rashi quotes Te'ase Hamenorah. The Pasik says that the menorah shall be made. It doesn't say Ta'ase Hamenorah. Rashi quotes Me'eleha. 
by itself. Moshe was very troubled. He didn't know. He couldn't figure it out. How to make the menorah. A whole one piece of gold. And you have to chisel it and make this beautiful structure. Just throw the gold into the fire. And then it'll be made by itself. Don't worry about it. That's why it says ta'aseh. does not say ta'aseh. It says te'aseh. Ask a number of the Mepharshim. I gave it to you from the Sefer Talayoros, which uh, we haven't done enough of. Beautiful set. Sefer Talayoros, quoting the Sfas Emes. Why? What was the purpose then? If Hashem was going to have to make it all himself anyway, so why do you have to go into all these details to tell Moshe Rabbeinu? Tell the details. Im amnam nastem anor me'atzmo me'eleha. What do you have to show him? Talk about the details. He's not doing it himself anyway. Right? Why don't you just tell him first? Why don't you even take the gold? Give it to Moshe. One final message of the night. We learn from this Yisot. If a person tries his hardest to do something, if I try my hardest in a certain area, HaKadosh Baruch is going to finish the rest. But I got to try my hardest. Hashem couldn't, just because he knew Moshe wouldn't figure it out, okay, Moshe, I, I'll take it. No. He had to teach Moshe and tell Moshe. And Moshe had to struggle and try and do everything he can. And Hashem is like I do. And then Hashem said, okay, throw the rest into the fire. Hashlech as a laesh. Muftach lo, only once I did everything I can. Then, ki adavar yasa biyadei shamayim. Hashlech hazikikar lo orvi nasaz me'elecha. Kein ku b'chal adam v'adam Yisrael. Says this fasemes, it applies to every Jew. U b'chal mitzvah mi mitzvah sa Torah. Shari b'vadayink b'koach adam l'kayim kol mitzvah v'tach l'isav v'shay musa. Who could do a mitzvah perfectly? Who could do all mitzvahs perfectly? So many of them we try. We don't have the perfect kavana. We don't have the perfect um, action. V'yad araba. HaKadosh Baruch Hu tells you, you try your hardest, and we have to know what our hardest means. We have to do our best. Once we do our best, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will say, The rest will be done, will be zochah to a special siyat of the Shmaya, as long as we try our hardest, the rest will be done for us and taken out of our hands. Taliyaros then quotes a story, because we're talking about gra stories tonight, says the, the story of the Gra, the Gra and the brother of Chaim Yivalashen. The other story, I didn't, uh, I didn't know we would have two stories tonight about Chaim, but we do. The brother of Chaim Yivalashen, Rav Zalman Yivalashen, Rav Zalmala Mivilna. He quotes in Source 11, he's 14 years old, he was learning in, in, uh, in the base Madrash, and somebody who did not speak properly came to the base Madrash. Somebody who didn't speak properly came to the base Madrash. And he told Rav Zalmala, who was a, it's known as a Bucky already then, I have a grape shot on a Mishnah in Demai. Demai, as we know, is Suffolk. Suffolk, uh, what it is, whether Maestros were taken off yet. So he says, I have a Chiddush on Mishnah Demai. Achkivan Shahaya Ilegla Shom, but because he didn't speak properly, his shin sounded like sins. Right, like Shibolas and Sibolas, as we know from Tanakh. But his shin, he couldn't speak properly. Amar Peros Tov. 
And it's the sh- it was as if he said, Peros Tov, not a Pirush Tov, right? But good fruit, Peros Tov. And after, instead of saying Perish, Perish Tov, it sounded like Perish Tov. You had a list, he didn't speak properly, and also he didn't give a good shot of the Mishnah anyway. And Rav Zamala said to the man, a little tongue-in-cheek, Your Peros are Demai. A little play on words that his Perush is Demai. Basically, he insulted him. He insulted him. He was hinting to him that he didn't like his shot and the man left embarrassed. Rav Zelmala could not live after that happened. He felt, he felt he realized right away. He realized right away what he did. What, what, somebody speaks differently? So I have to insult him for that? What, he has control of that? Somebody looks differently, speaks differently? I'm making fun of him? He couldn't believe. He couldn't. It was in a moment of, he wasn't thinking. Even if he didn't give a good shot. What should, I should have helped him. I should have taught him the Mishnah. For the rest, from that day on, he couldn't, he couldn't live. He couldn't live. He looked all around town. He went to every shul. He went to every neighborhood. Where is this guy? He wants to ask Mechila. He couldn't find him. For a long time, Rucha Yisha Shvura commanded off all the Mishkaf. He was sick. He was sick in bed from it. He couldn't. He couldn't take it. He called, finally, his father-in-law his, uh, came, came to another one of the Chachamim and says, you know what? Maybe pretend you're the guy. Pretend you're the guy. We gotta, we, I gotta, he's got to move on with his life. Nobody's perfect. So this man went into Rabzalmalah. Don't you remember me? I gave the Pshad in the Mishnah to my. For years. He couldn't live with himself. I gave you that Pshad and you would doch it. Rabzalmalah stood up and he was silent. But he realized right away. At first he was happy. But he realized that this is a faker. And he said, you know what? You're just making it worse. You're just making it worse. And he just couldn't go on with his life. And he used to stay up nights and, and, and being misvade. He didn't know what to do. He really didn't know what to do. Shuvah where it's underlined. Shuvah doesn't help. Yom Kippur doesn't help unless a person has forgiveness. So he doesn't know what to do because Shiva Finally, the Grah heard about it. The Grah hears about it. You go to the Grah. The Grah hears about it and the Grah called Reb Zamala to him. He knows the whole story. And he says to him as follows. Line 37. He gives pshat. He says that the Yetzer of a person overcomes him every day and tries to kill him. The Yetzer. Without a Kaddish Baruch Hu helping him. If Hashem wouldn't help him to prevent him and protect him from his Yetzer, he wouldn't be able to live. And the Grah said, First, we darshin that the Yetzer wants to kill someone. Sofer Russia Latzadik. Right, the word Russia means the Yetzerhara. Sofer Russia Latzadik, the Russia Yetzerhara tries to defeat a person. But the Sofer Russia, a Kaddish Baruch who helps a person, his Smichu, finishing up, Al Sofa Mikra Shem Lo Yezven Lechora asked the Grah, "Bashkafari shown a lot of chadish, but kach shum chadish Yosef Hashem vavor b'kasev and forash." 
The Pasuk says at the beginning of the line, the Yetzer is Miskara B'chol Yom and tries, tries to uh, kill him and HaKadosh Baruch Hu will help him. So he says, Hashem lo yasvenu biyado. Hashem doesn't let him. Says the Gra, it's a double Lashon. So he's, the Gra says, no, no, the answer is, Mevakish lahamiso. If a person goes to the last degree, if a person does everything he can up to lahamiso, he can't do anything else, then HaKadosh Baruch Hu steps in. If a person does everything he could do, everything in his power, if he doesn't, HaKadosh Baruch Hu waits. But, line 8, You have to start. The Hashlama is going to come from HaKadosh Baruch Hu. As long as we do everything we can, the rest is out of our, out of our power. Rebzalmala, five years you're crying about this. What more could you do? Of course, if you see him, you apologize. But as long as we do everything, HaKadosh Baruch Hu will make it as if it's finished. Maybe, says the Gra, maybe he will, Hashem will put it, wherever that man is, he'll put it into his heart to forgive you. And then you're finished. You feel bad about it, he forgives you, you're finished. You're finished. And in that way, in that way he took Muhammad. But the message is, the Sfasema says, we have to do everything we could do. And then Hashem will say, Hashlech el ha'or, just throw the rest into the fire. Moshe Rabbeinu, he couldn't just say, Moshe, build the, build the menorah. Oh, you can't? Okay, here's the menorah. No, Moshe, work on the menorah. Struggle with the menorah. Try to figure out the menorah. You can't do anymore? Okay, I'll do the rest. So, Bez Hashem, HaKadosh Baruch should give us the koach to do everything we could do. And then HaKadosh Baruch should finish it up and we will do the rest. Okay, this is the one Shabbos that's off in the Dalat Parshius. Next week we'll talk a little bit also about Parshas Zachar and, and Purim coming up.